Hello and good day, beautiful people of planet Earth. I hope that wherever you are, you're doing tremendous and I'm sending you all of my love, well wishes, good vibes and positive intentions to you and your family, wishing you all of the best. We've got a phenomenal episode of the show for you today. We've got Jim Gale on and we are talking about food, forest abundance. Uh, we go into a lot in this episode uh, that I think is uh, relevant and simple and genius. So we talk about Jim's journey of being uh, an all-American wrestler, uh, the Wisdom Foundation, him being a successful entrepreneur. We talk about the work of uh, the urban farmer Curtis Stone um, and some of the stuff and some of the controls in the world and uh, what we can do for solutions. Uh, we, you know, we talk about rising up against fr uh, freedom and like how we need to take action and um, you know our vibrations and, and intents and how we can create a reality. So a lot of Jim's uh, entrepreneur and uh, high-level athletics um, taught him how to create and uh, manifest in this realm. But then he moved on to, um, you know, creating food forest abundance and what we can do uh, with this idea of everyone having enough. If we went back to the Garden of Eden, if our front lawns and our cities and everything was orchestrated and architected around having wonderful, organic food for everyone, how that would solve so many problems in the world and so you know we go into a lot here but we also talk about the power of choice and um, the voluntary exchange of value and, and doing what you love and all of this kind of thing so this is a phenomenal episode whether you want to learn about food force or you want to learn about entrepreneurship and success or live in your life purpose we really uh, touch on a lot of great ideas and important concepts in this show if you do like it please share it as far and as wide as you can because this is a simple and brilliant idea especially when they're talking about uh, food shortage and disrupting the supply chains. Well, if our cities and our front lawns are full of food, that's not going to work very well. And uh, the way that food works, you know, one apple can recreate a whole orchard with the seeds inside. So very simple, very powerful solution. So share this episode as far and as wide as you can. It's the only way the show is getting out there. You can also leave a review. And since they have deleted my Patreon, if you want to support this show, because it does continue from the support of the viewers, uh, you can go to mattbelair.com and you can join the membership where you can get access to all the episodes and bonus content uh, by donation or even for free. If you need it for free, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com. Um, but if you want to chip in a donation, there's a few options there to contribute to the support of the show. So that's that. Um, also, I want to thank today's sponsor, The Good Inside. Uh, they provided me with heavy metal detox and uh, pure body zeolite, which has been phenomenal. I've been using that in their green drink. And if you wanted to, to try them out, you can go to thegoodinside.com forward slash Matt, M-A-T-T. B, the letter B, and you get a bottle for $50 off, so it's only 13 bucks. But I've been using their Heavy Metal Detox and also their Super Greens drink as a nice maintenance because uh, my diet's okay, but it's not the greatest in the world. And this has really elevated uh, the intake of my body for as, uh, you know, detoxing and cleansing and having more energy and more uh, clarity of mind and less brain fog and all that kind of good stuff. So they have a bunch of studies on their website. It's super legit, and uh, I'm sure that you'll like it. Uh, for those of you guys, who want to do a deeper dive and you're looking to 
live your life purpose, but you're also looking for community. You want to save space. You want a, another realm where people are like-minded and you can speak freely and you're looking to create a connection with yourself, your dharma, your purpose, and you want tools, you want support, you want accountability. Uh, check out the Soul Compass course or the Atomic Alchemy Mastermind group where I've created and uh, facilitate a beautiful group of people who want to make a difference, who want to increase their connection with the creator, who want to be a part of the solution, who want to be around like-minded people, who want to overcome limiting beliefs and have the tools and resources available to reach their highest potential in a meaningful way um, and understand the journey and uh, do it in a fulfilling, beautiful, and uh, if at, at all possible, relaxed manner as we face all the challenges we do, uh, just hit me up, matt at zenathlete.com or go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and uh, would happily invite you into that group as a guest if you are a fit and uh, of like mind and of like spirit. So it's a very powerful group to be in and it's a... Uh, yeah, you could probably benefit from just being around like-minded people beyond the training like Soul Compass and Quantum Heart Hypnosis and all that kind of stuff, which are also phenomenal tools to help you get clarity if you're in a transition and you're looking to live your life purpose and you want to figure out how you can go from life purpose but putting food on the table for your kids. So if that interests you, just hit me up and I would happily get back to you. So that's it. Um, to find me on social telegram is the best because everything is getting limited and uh to support the best way to support the show as always is three kind acts wherever you are in the world so that is everything and let's get into this amazing episode but before we do let's come into a state of peace and coherence wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with peace joy contentment enthusiasm inspiration courage and get ready to enjoy this amazing episode with Jim Gale. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are currently overcoming extreme censorship. So if you want to support this show, please share episodes far and wide. Um, consider becoming a member at mattbelair.com because they deleted my Patreon. And um, apparently they've deleted the podcast from uh, iTunes at times where you can't find us. So they're doing all kinds of nonsense. So if you want to support the show, please become a member, uh, share, but most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is a former All-American wrestling champion, world traveler, and successful entrepreneur. Since discovering permaculture, he is on a mission to bring it to every household in the world. He is the founder of Food Forest Abundance and speaks about sovereignty, entrepreneurship, mindset, and freedom. Welcome to the show, Jim Gale. Well, thank you so much, Matt. It's a pleasure to be on your show. And I want to say, you just said three kind acts. And I can't stop thinking about that. How freaking genius is that to have that be your goal, your inspiration, right? And what I've been studying and going so deep with, with all sorts of different tools from ayahuasca and shrooms to lots of meditation is how do we best serve on every level? And when selfishness and service and love align, then we've got the perfection of everything, right? Because we are individuals. We are here to manifest and, and create on an individual level. And that's the opposite of what communism and socialism want us to do. So on every level, it's our awareness that we, are, we have the ability to serve and to do kind things that are kind to us, right? So anyway, I, th I thank you for putting that out there. That's beautiful. 
Oh man, well I love it. Well, you know, I got your uh, I got reached out by your team, and then I was going through your bio, and I was like, "We're such kindred spirits." All American wrestling champion is absurdly hard to achieve. So you've got that mindset. Then you're successful in business, which is amazing. And then you have this idea, which is absolutely brilliant. Many people have thought about it, but you're kind of uh, pioneering, you know, pushing that forward and giving tools and and um, supporting that way. And you've also trained with some indigenous. So it's the Maasai. And that's where I, uh, you travel to a lot of countries like I have as well. And so I got the three kind acts from uh, David Lone Bear Senapass, who's a Mi'kmaq and training with the indigenous people and you know learning about the land and things like that so um yeah man it, you know you have an amazing run so i'd love for you to just share a bit about your story your history how you got to where you are today some of the things you've experienced and then what you're working on with food forest abundance because it's simple and it's brilliant and you know uh with all this nonsense going on some people are aware like oh they're doing some food shortage or they're quote unquote taking rights away and that's where understanding the law is helpful but some people are talking about food shortage but why would there ever be food shortage where one apple has the seeds for uh, like 20 apple trees all we do is live in this environment of abundance so we kind of need to reconnect with that and, and shake out of our trance a little bit well, without hope, hopefully uh, freaking out some of your listeners, because I'm a very <laughs> spiritual guy and I'm not a very religious guy. I believe that a lot of religions are half-truths that also promote the fear for the intention of control. You know, controlling the keys to heaven is a pretty, pretty powerful thing to control. So do the people who control those keys have your best intention? Well, the answer is in the question. Control. Hell no, they don't. If they're about control, then they don't have the best intention for you. So um, a lot of things you said there, another one is about the successes I've had, but they're all, the foundation of all the successes was the learning of all the failures <laughs> and all the ways of thinking and efforting and urging and striving that weren't sustainable and weren't joyful. Right? So what I'm gonna share with you and your guests today is the solutions to all the biggest problems in the world, not just from a high level, but I'm gonna get right down into the dirt with you and show you exactly how we're gonna, we're gonna go viral. It's already happening. That's incredible. Yeah, I love all that. So do you wanna just dive into that or do you wanna talk about a little bit of your journey? Like, you know, get developing the mindset to become an elite athlete, then transferring that to business. And um, that's before we started. That's why I wrote Zen athlete, because all the things I learned from martial arts and sports can be applied to business. It's necessary. Then what you've done now is kind of like the ultimate. It's like your legacy and your legacy has to come from something that's so meaningful and fulfilling to you. And that's when you apply everything you've learned about peak performance, resilience, mindset, goal setting. And that's when all of that stuff comes out. But if all that stuff is coming out, so like, you know, I used it when I sold cars. Yeah, because I wanted to go traveling and it worked. I used it in sports because I wanted to be the best athlete that I could be to see what I'm capable. Yeah. But when I apply it to my podcast and, you know, although um, some of the goals like I haven't met, whether it's, um, you know, some of the financial abundance or whatever the case is, I've always had enough, but reaching number one in over 30 countries now getting the message out having guests like you that we can amplify something so positive there's all of these other benefits because the goal is how can i be of the highest service i need to be kind of led and guided because my consciousness which i also refer to as my dumb dumb brain can only handle sipping this coffee turning on zoom you know what i mean getting through the schedule and doing simple things i need to be guided by something greater and so it seems like you're at that point now where you're using all of these tools like what's the biggest mission that i can hold and, and bring forth that's going to help people in the greatest way and i think you, that's so powerful 
You absolutely nailed it. The question that you just asked is the question that I've been asking myself as a joyful obsession for about 14 years and really probably for 30. Um, I actually started a foundation called the Wisdom Foundation back when I was 30 because that's when I really started learning about Dennis Waitley and Ziegler and Roan and all of the great influencers of history. And I was actually traveling and I had a backpack and I went to Bond University in Surfer's Paradise, Australia. I didn't pay to go there. I just walked up into the library every day before bartending. <laughs> and I, I wrote my goals for the second time in my life at that university. And I wrote that I wanted to be retired in three years with $3 million. Like I thought that was like all the money in the world, you know, and that was good enough. That was my consciousness at the time. And miracles happened. You know, there's so many quotes about this. One obvious simple one is if you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And I think all of these are clues to the game that we're playing. You know, we talked a little, I mentioned religion, this idea of the Garden of Eden is not a utopian fantasy. It's the next logical step for humanity, that separation where the fear came in and all of these different disconnected elements came in and, and emotions. Then we separated and ever since then, and this gets, I know kind of deep, but it's been governmente that has controlled our minds. And now this is the age of enlightenment, the age of Aquarius, the age of unmasking and apocalypse and all these things that mean the same thing. We're waking up and it's a beautiful thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. The government translated means to govern the mind. And also, so you know, you can get as weird as possible <laughs> on here. We've talked about ancient alien spirits, you know, the whole thing. So as weird as possible is, um, is recommended and yeah. appreciated. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I love to see this whole scenario, like the apocalypse, the great unveiling, right? Yes. And any transformation is not easy. You know, you're going to go through some uh, rough times. And it also seems to be like a test of faith, you know, yes. because we can go yes. and we can continue to participate in things that maybe don't support um, everybody. And there's so many jobs that are financially rewarded um, because you know, but they don't contribute to society, but people want the money. And, it, you know, with religions, I've studied that as well. And I went to the Parliament of World Religions. And one of the things one of my uh, native teachers said is that you don't need a, a gatekeeper to God, to the creator. Now you can use them all as clues because I've studied a lot of them and there's a lot of good, but when you use hypnosis or something, they can take 90% of the truth and distort it. So, you know, you can be religious for sure. Um, but at the same time, you want to be in your own mind, in your own heart, connected to the creator in whatever way so you know i know people have literally been in cults before and they're they're so seeking truth you know what i mean and yeah. uh they just were there for a bit but you'll always find your way if your heart is trying to connect to the creator and creation you know it's going to forgive you know those those things and as long as you're in that you know just trying to keep your own connection i think is really key it's so key it is the key right it's the direct connection because what's in the middle of the direct connection it's all these different thoughts and ideas and programs right and when your mind is like this and there's program after program you can't download a new idea from source right that's why meditation and relaxation and these different tools that source has given us like ayahuasca and mushrooms and so on and so on that's it's so perfectly at a certain point, it has become so perfectly clear that the simplest solution is the best solution. So then my next question was, how do we get this? Like Victor Hugo said, there's one thing stronger than all of the armies of the world. 
And I took a deep breath. I'm like, wait a minute. One thing stronger than all of the armies of the world, it's an idea whose time has come. The Garden of Eden is an idea that is planted in, do you know anybody who doesn't know about the Garden of Eden? I don't know anybody. It's in the three major religions. There's places referred to on every religion that I'm aware of that talk about this place of abundance. So that is the idea whose time has come. So now how do we get that idea to spread fast? That's where it gets a lot of fun. Uh, that's amazing. Well, you know, I we can kind of divert probably forever. So let's let's dive into what food forest abundance is. Like, what's your mission with that? Uh, you know, what are you doing? Uh, just tell us everything that's important. Okay. Well, <laughs> so we have over a lot of time and trials and different things. Like I, I went in Costa Rica. I built a community in the jungle, and the first thing we did was buy a fruit tree nursery out. It was three thousand different plants and fruit trees, right? And the whole idea was show the world how easy this is. And that's where I started digging into this permaculture, the science of permaculture. And and Bill Molson, in fact, I was going through kind of a tough time because I had learned that 9-11 was an inside job. And I had learned that the government was kind of not the best thing. (laughs) In fact, the slave master. And so I went through this period having my first two daughters of kind of pain. Like I didn't know what was next. And I didn't have a vision forward. And then I read Bill Mollison's quote, though the problems of our world are increasingly complex, the solutions remain embarrassingly simple. And I started to bawl. I started to sob. And from that day forward, which is about 12, 13 years ago, my question has been, how do we dial it in? So we have. And we have a food forest cooperative that is in the last five months went from three people to over 200 people in 15 countries and 40 states around the world. And everybody's becoming a demonstrator of what it means to have a food forest. Oh, wow. That's amazing. So uh, when did you, when did you kick this off and, and what's like the big idea is this, you know, cause I've seen a couple of things come up too. And even just on uh, Instagram, someone will just show a meme of someone's front lawn and uh, it's just got a garden on it. Right. And you think, right. Why are we, it, when you look into food and how bad it is, I've had so many guests on about gut health and cancers and things like that, you know, the heavy metals and stuff and all this, this stuff they're spraying on the food. Well, this is something that's common sense that we're yeah. not doing right. We would save a bunch of money. We get such a high, higher quality product. Um, and we could also look have many ways where we could connect with our community. So there's so many beautiful benefits and kind of to go back to the religious thing. One of the um, things David Lone Bear told me was, you know, religion is our church is people, right? Yeah. And so there's so, so many benefits to that community. Yes. And so yeah. how do we get people together? Um, and then actually there's a side note, cause I've been going down the Tartaria rabbit hole where, you know, these ancient structures that they have now churches in there is these resonant buildings with electrical power. So yes. man, if, you know, it's given me confidence that I'm like, when we turn this thing over and we get yeah. the things that we're supposed to like the technologies and the clean food and we stop getting poisoned. What are we capable of? But I think, food and water are two of the most important things. And if you think about uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we're not going to be thinking about our highest potential in life and serving humanity if we're afraid of food, because fear is the number one blocker of our potential. And so it kind of kills um, two birds with one stone and really unleashes a lot of potential because you could lose your money, but be like, hey, man, I got food everywhere and uh, I'll just get the sweet tent. You know, I've already mentally committed since the beginning of this. I knew what was going on. And some of my friends are losing jobs and some of them are taking the jab because of different reasons. I'm like, I will live in a tent 
before I touch that thing, before any of this, I'm totally fine with that. Now, if it's in the tent and everybody had a cucumber, that's even better. So, um, (laughs) I mean, so the idea when we turn 50% of the 40 million acres of American lawn into food forests, regenerative agriculture, we reverse mass extinction and deforestation and cancer and diabetes and heart disease and tyranny of all kinds, because that is the foundation of our enslavement is is the unhealth, the dis-ease, which is fear and disease, which is the physical manifestation of fear, right? So you nailed it. So what is the what comes first, enlightenment or the food forest? Well, they're synonymous with each other because when you're aware of the simplicity of having a great abundant society, you just, a food forest is your next logical step. When you have a food forest, you automatically raise your vibration, right? So this idea, my job is to inspire and empower the next step, which is planting seeds. And then that's what my company does. We design, professionally design food forests for people. That's amazing. I love that. And, and the seed thing is so important too. When you look at, you know, it's like anyone you turn over, just like with what's going on. And I don't I'm about trying to, I'm going to get bad anyway. So I just use it as a platform now, but you know, Monsanto, they patent genetically modified seeds, spray them. So farmers can't use it. If you look at what's happened in farming in the last 20 years, it's absurd. And I remember being in Whistler, uh, you went the all American wrestling route. And I was wrestling too in high school and I just wanted to snowboard and I was learning about all this stuff. And I'm looking at like how they're systematically um, de- is de-farming a word. That's what I've been saying. I don't know, just destroying the farms in the yeah. state and in Canada. And I'm like, why would they do that? I'm like, well, if you control the food, you control the people, you know, immensely. I'm like, oh man. Um, but then you look at the seeds thing and it's, it's just so disheartening the level that this goes. And it's because we've been distracted. We've been sedated. We're not holding our little communities responsible. And these things, uh, they're public servants. Everybody's afraid of their public servant. They're afraid of their mayor. They're afraid of their police. They're afraid of the politicians. They're there to serve us. And as we've been asleep, right? They, you know, they call it uh, in Canada, a child and a child of the province, which means you haven't grown up into a man or a woman that can handle their own estate because we've been asleep. They were supposed to educate us, but they remove that. So now this is like a reawakening for those who want accountability, responsibility. Um, and the people that want to do this, like you and I, and, and the others, we want to cooperate. We yeah. want a better world for everyone. And we don't want to participate in things that cause harm. So that group of people, it doesn't need to be even 50%. You know, it doesn't even be 10%. It just needs to be a very small percent. And as we create a solution, everyone's going to want to get on board with that. And this is a very powerful uh, beginning. It, it is. And all paths to freedom have to at least at minimum include this. Right? Because you can't be free. Like you said, it was Henry Kissinger that said over 50 years ago, if you want to control nations, control oil. If you want to control people, control food. Now, he was, I believe, the head of the Council of Foreign Relations. He was a deep state, non-elected guy that was in charge. He, you don't just say things. like he. That was his strategy, not just a term he used. It was his job to help make that happen, which has destroyed the family farm and created basically one company controls all the food supply, Vanguard, and they control pretty much everything. Right. And so our job is to have faith. I believe that that's a huge part of it, to raise up above fear, know that we are spirit, not this avatar, and know that we can create our way into the next thing. So it kind of goes hand in hand. 
Well, I love that. And um, so with the gardens, like, let me touch on that. Cause I was going to also touch on like uh, the fear aspect. That's the big one going around. And uh, you know, like a friend of mine might lose his job because he doesn't want to take it, but he has a family to support. And there's all these different things. Fear is a, is a huge thing. Um, but as far as the food goes with proper seeds and what you're able to do with your company, um, how does one begin with that? And says, you know what? I want my front lawn to be a sweet farm um you know and you help with like different geographical regions because canada is a bit of a pain in the ass uh depending on where you are but i'm sure you can do something anywhere you are anywhere you are there's food we have food forests going on mountaintops and deserty mountaintops in california and utah we have them going in poland and all over the world it, it could in fact my buddy chad johnson northern minnesota He's got a food forest that has 300 different species of uh, edible and medicinal plants. He has no fences. He's got moose or bear and wolves and deer and everything there. In fact, it's so abundant that he's got like seven types of frog and four types of turtle and a, a bird from Russia that nobody's ever seen in, in the United States before, right? At least not documented. <laughs> and it's expanding on its own. Like the only reason that we don't have this everywhere is because of the poisons and the poison producers of our world and government, which are the same people that run the government. So if the, we, in permaculture, we turn the problem into the solution. If the problem, if you could narrow down the problem to one single thing, then it is local regenerative agriculture that wipes them out. And it's peaceful. It's loving. It's joyful. It's good on every level. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I, I, I love that. Can you repeat that again? The problem at the small solution is, is regenerative permaculture? Is, is regenerative agriculture, local. And, and I'm going to get a little deeper into this because most people have been programmed to believe it'll bring in the snakes, it'll bring in the spiders, it'll bring in the blah, 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 right? These are all programmed fear, right? This is all bullshit. Um, spiders and snakes together kill 11 people per year. Cancer and diabetes and heart disease. How many people do they kill a year? <laughs> like it's mind blowing, but yet people aren't doing planting fruit trees and berry bushes because they have the idea that it's going to be hard work or they're not a farmer or something's not right about that. When if, if all we did was use the current ornamental landscapes that we have and plant edible landscapes with the same general structure, we'd be free. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, in my, you know, being a homeowner for a short period of time, I'm looking at what, you know, my neighbors are growing grass, things like that. You just substitute a lot of it or, or even 30% of it for something that will produce food, yeah. right? And each environment will have something else. And if you look at uh, the show like Survivor Man or whatever the case is, there is food everywhere. We just don't know how to use it. And there's herbs for healing everywhere. We've just forgotten that information. And so this is almost a time where we need to reclaim it. And so for those people out there who kind of know what's going on, they kind of see this, um, we're going to be the ones that start to engage with the solutions, right? Unfortunately, it's not built for us where we can just walk into it. But the beautiful thing is we can build that for our neighbors, for our community. We can be leaders in our community in, in a simple way. And we're also going to then pass that on with the kids because what I've learned for law, with law, some of the stuff that's been frightening, I look at all the chaos that's going on with the world. But after doing the law summit, it does seem like 
these people who have massive influence do not want to break the karmic law. They, you know, of taking away your free will because apparently they know uh, there's consequences for that in higher realms. And so, but when they scare the crap out of you, like they're going to take your free will away and murder you with all these things, you're then in a paralysis, right? Yeah. You're not, you know, it's like you would know this for wrestling. If you're terrified, you're going to get uh, whooped. And I know this from snowboarding. If I'm going to go try an advanced maneuver um, that has high consequence, if I'm afraid, I am done. I'm not doing it, right? I would do things with very high consequence somehow without fear because I trusted in my body. And this is the, um, maybe the faith idea for some people to trust that there is going to be a way, but the best thing that they can do is scare the bejesus out of you and i don't think i've ever said bejesus uh, but I, I think it's necessary this time but everybody is so kind of paralyzed in fear that they're they're disconnecting from creation and what they're capable of so even if you're afraid that's okay just uh do what you can to build the courage and faith to find the solution and know you're going to be taken care of you're so right on, buddy. It's like Tesla said, if you want to change the future, think in terms of what energy, frequency, and vibration. And the emotions correlate to our frequency, our vibration. And David, I believe is Dr. David Hawkins, um, not Hawking, not the guy in the wheelchair, but a different guy who wrote the book Power Versus Force. Fantastic book about how we feel and how we resonate. And when we can raise that resonance, that vibration, as Tesla was referring to, love is going to be more energized than shame at the other end of the spectrum, right? So it's kind of all the same message. And it all happens kind of simultaneously as we pay attention and we make conscious decisions. You know, I, I would never do any, uh, any type of action if I was scared intentionally. Sometimes I'll fight through that and speak on a stage or something, but then I turn the words from scared to excited and something happens. It's magical. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, you know, what I'd love for you to touch on a little bit is, is the, your thoughts on how you see things playing out and what you'd recommend for people, because it is a scary time for a lot of people. Um, they might have to let go, but you've used this process, right, to kind of build your business and, and be successful in sports. But now you're engaging in that life mission. And some people are having their whole worlds explode or even having the courage to stand up uh, to say no about these mandatory um, you know, medical procedures, we've had a lot in our law group already be successful, but very few of them have the courage to say no. And we provide them with the paperwork. So, you know, if that's happening to you, check out the choose free law freedom law summit, check out my telegram t.me forward slash Matt Belair. I can give you great documents in Canada, us and around the world where, you know, you can do that, but it takes this spiritual will to say, no, I'm willing to have whatever, quote unquote consequence may or may not happen to stand up for what I know is right. Because if you bend now, um, you're going to keep bending. Right. And what, you know, whatever, it's not going to be one or two, it's going to be forever. You know, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. So you got to figure out where your line and the sand is. And so how would you, um, you know, engage with, you know, the, what you've learned about goal setting and, you know, journaling and like engaging in who they are and, and overcoming this, great challenge because one of the things that I've thought is that if we all knew who we were and what we were made to do, you know, our life purpose or life direction that inspired us, this world would be magical. Everybody has a unique gift and we can be supported in that way. We can be nurtured. And that's the most important thing. We need to figure out who we are and how we can contribute to our community rather than how can I make the most amount of money possible? 
Yeah. There's, to me, there's one foundation of the freeing of the mind, and that is the meditation with intention, right? Intending to move towards something joyful or loving. Um, and in selfishness, when you can serve and, and love the process of serving, then it becomes like this magical loop of regeneration. In fact, our business model is very unique in that we're bringing in a lot of income. We've had several million dollars in just in the first uh, five months of transactions and other seven million of investments. We've had a, a TV show, the producer of the Crocodile Hunter reached out to me, said, we wanna make you the Steve Irwin of permaculture. Um, I, I, and, and that was my favorite show in the world growing up. And then one of my next favorite shows, the main actor in that show called me about the exact same time. And we just got done filming a TV pilot. So as soon as I let go of the fear, and I had some for a while, and completely settled into a daily practice of meditation and just moving forward with intention. It's been freaking magic everywhere. That's well, that's outstanding, man. Um, <laughs> you're obviously in the vibe if you're getting that kind of feedback from the universe. So what would you say is like the, the starting process for somebody that's like most of the people that I know, like that are, you know, like, if you're off track for your life purpose, a lot of time the universe will explode that for you. You'll get job, you'll lose your job, you'll get hurt, things like that. Now it's like almost a planetary one. Do yes. you want to still participate in this, even though you know it's wrong and something's going on? Like my partner's a, a teacher, and I've said, look, you're an amazing teacher. Um, you know, all the kids love you and you do a, a great job. The thing is, that system is not the greatest system. That system is designed to bung kids' minds up. And uh, you could do a lot of great uh, good outside of that system if you can kind of really think about why did you get into teaching? Now, I have a buddy who's a medical doctor, right? And they silenced a lot of them. One of my buddies gave up his medical license. And I was like, if you want health, you got to now recognize that system you're a part of and could you shift it? So they have something that was paying the bills, and, and they might not have experienced that feedback or success that you've had. So what would be like your um, guidance for that, that prayer, that intent as they're starting off and to, and to keep that thread, thread, thread alive? I love that detailed question. Writing lists of positive things in your life, writing goals, imagining, visualizing you sitting somewhere that inspires you or learning something that inspires you. It's all about raising the energy and the vibration of things. And, and meditation has been absolutely profound now. Um, there were times when I believe that ayahuasca, I don't think I'd be sitting here without having had those experiences. Um, with a shaman and then a lot of meditation and, and different groups where I learned different tidbits that, that helped me release myself of all those fears. That's amazing. Well, you know, I, I've definitely experienced that. Well, if you're in Costa Rica, you probably had some ayahuasca down there. Um, yes. I know it can be very beneficial. Uh, I've, I've definitely done it and it was very helpful for me. And I feel like your spirit needs to be ready because on the, the dark side that I'll just mention, because people always ask me now, and I used to be like, yes, hundred percent. But I realized not everybody had that same will, that same intent. Right. And it's a very serious, very serious endeavor. And so if your heart is ready and your mind is ready and you're looking for a tool that can support, you can find the right guide, but also the right, the place, you know, the right, uh, 
uh, guide, you know, shaman and experience is all very important. You know, I've heard of people like, yeah, I just made some up and tried. I was like, you did, you were nuts. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, totally nuts. like that is the great, you should not do that. This is, <laughs> you know, you, you have to treat it with the utmost respect. Yeah, it takes a high level of consciousness to be a shaman. I mean, people that say they're shamans but haven't went through the process. I'm no shaman. <laughs> like, um, that's a process that takes a lot of time and energy to start fitting in. So I agree completely. Um, another thing that I want to share, kind of related to that thing about the money flowing, is I think that it's control and fear based when these large corporations are storing hundreds of millions, hundreds of billions of dollars. I think Apple, which has a bite out of it, it's so representative of what was going on right now, right? And Microsoft, it's amazing that you've got computer entities here that want everything to be computerized and then you've got nature over here, right? So anyway, our model, our business model is to keep it flowing in. So we're building all these food for us at our cost in public areas and we're not gonna store a bunch of money. We're gonna always turn that, because money is just a representation of energy. So we're going to turn that energy back into more food forest, which in turn becomes more marketing, which gets us more business, which in turn gets us more. And it's going to, you know, it took us two years to go from relatively slave normal to completely enslaved in a lot of places. I think that this is, this is a good idea as a counterbalance to that bad idea. And I don't think it's going to take long. Yeah. Yeah, really. And especially when, when I look at what's going on, it does seem like they have a planned food shortage with all this kind of stuff. And within the United States, you know, there's a lot of import export when you could grow everything there. And when we're thinking about health and vitality and mindset, and you start getting yeah. into consciousness in the pineal gland and what they're doing to the food, you know, like eggs, if for example, you get uh, factory eggs, there might be a lot of crap in there that actually is not good for you. Now you get, you know, an actual uh, chicken that's, you know, normal chicken eggs are great for you. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you look at meat and things like that and you're like, oh, I eat a lot of meat and that's okay. Um, right. Or sorry, vegans. But even if you have a lot of um, cucumbers, right, they have metals in the cucumbers too. So you still eat the cucumber, but if you're growing it, you're not, you're not getting that. Um, it's like it, this is a good analogy. If I'm in a fight, right. And I'm training for a fight and I'm hitting the punching bag and I'm, I'm all, and I got sweet, you know, a sweet kick and it's going to hurt, right. Or wrestling, right. That's yeah. all great. So you're a wrestler. So it's all great when you're, you're fine. But if I punch you really hard in the face and then I kick you in the liver, now all of a sudden your energy is so depleted. So yeah. your maximum potential is, is not there. You have yes. to fight through that. Now you have to get work to do. And so as we have all of these hindrances on our minds and our bodies and our spirits, literally all directions, um, yes. it, it just hinders our potential to being, you know, feeling good, having a high vibration, being more kind, being more empowered, being more connected to spirit. And all of those things really factor in and they start with food and water and security. Yep. And, and they sure do. And all of these things, there's poisons on every level. Like the vibrational poison is fear. And then there's all the physical that are coming from the air and the water and the thing, but that's how powerful nature is for when, when those poisons are done, which I think they will be in the next uh, two to three, four, five years at the most, I think they're done. Nature is going to explode with life. I mean, right outside here, I just did a video on this today. There's these red hearts, right? And on the red heart, it says, keep your pets and kids off the grass. We just sprayed with poison. <laughs> That's freaking insane, right? They spray it with death and they put a red heart around it, right? Saying this is poison. This is what's killing our world. There's parasites at every level. 
You know, the mosquito killed more people than any other animal or bug, right? And they're parasites. And the same thing goes at every level. And to break free from those, yeah, that's what's next. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a getting in harmony with nature and what's yes. right. We, we notice that something's wrong and it's going to require each and every one of us to just stand up in our own situation. We can't fix everything for everyone. What we can do for sure is improve our own situation. So, you know, when, you know, it's almost like everyone's drowning. So if you can just swim, that's great. If that's all you can do right now is just float. So that way someone has, doesn't have to come pick you up with the boat. Like, okay, you're swimming. You're okay. And then over time, you're going to build your own boat and your own raft in, yeah. in metaphorical terms yeah. and be able to help other people. So if you're providing for your family or your friends or your community, it doesn't have to be worldwide. It just needs to be in your little sphere. And then yeah. that can ripple out. Right. So, you know, a lot of the people I talk to, they, they just feel like it's so big. There's nothing they can do, but your immediate environment and your immediate town, because yeah. uh, I, I don't know if it was on a, I'm pretty sure it was on a podcast. Someone was just telling me how like the whole agenda 2030, it goes right down to the community level. It has to be right. Yeah. And it's such this big, audacious, ridiculous plan that they think they're going to overcome nature and the human spirit. And if you look at these guys' words, they talk about that. They talk about overcoming and taking out the ghost in the machine and how free will won't matter. No, no, it matters. And you are going against the most spiritual and powerful force in the universe. What a crazy thing. So that's it. We should know that that's a crazy intent, first of all, but now we have to like counterbalance and, and understand what's going on and realize that when we engage in our own power, just our small sphere, it's going to ripple out. So when they come to your community, walk your butt down there, right? Just by yourself or with five friends, right? They, they're counting on you not doing anything. They're like, yeah. uh, they're like cats, you know, big cats will hunt. They don't want to be seen. They're cowards. And if you look at, there's a book called uh, the gift of fear, anybody who harms other people, they're not powerful people. They don't want people who are fighting back. They want, they stay in the shadows, like little yes evil skunks yes, yes. <laughs> so right that's the powerful this you know to to just face it so if we can stop it in our own communities they don't expect the pushback and we can definitely do that and we will do it and we will succeed yeah absolutely because their way is unsustainable it cannot be sustained right it always throughout history thomas jefferson said the tree of liberty must be nourished from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants for that is its natural manure i think that we can go to the next level on that I do think there are already actually, and there will be more wars around, but the actual solution is not war. This, to defend yourself is absolutely right? But that's, that's short-term. Long-term to defend yourself is to create what we're talking about, abundance everywhere and to raise the vibration. Yeah, and there's this like meme that goes around. It's like, uh, I don't know if it was like revolution versus protest. If everyone's like protesting, great. Now, from what I've learned from the law and stuff like that, they say it's not the best idea. Really understand the law, hold your public servants accountable with good paperwork, which anybody can figure out in a short time because there's a lot yes. of information out there, especially when we work together. That's going to be more effective because we're looking for what's effective. But uh, real revolution is planting a garden. So if you can do that and five of your neighbors do it and all of a sudden your food's secure um, and now you're connected with your neighbors, um, you're in a much more powerful place, right? And so then we start to weave in the law um, and understanding law and legal is very different. It's a little bit more convoluted, but this is how we start to move that energy because we know the difference between right and wrong, right? And right. so we want to move towards that um, energy of 
sustainability and their whole thing works on scarcity. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if you, if everybody's got good, clean food, there's not a lot of worries. Right. Right. And you know, this idea of choice, it, exactly. Clean food, it, it's going to take health back. And then their main control grid, which is the medical system is freaking made irrelevant. Right. And then the costs of it. Oh yeah. It, it's it. I love going back to the simplest solution. What's the next step, right? Write down your goals in a way that inspires us, right? And then how do I live healthy and how do I make conscious choices? Because the word choice implies that there's an awareness of choice. Most people are literally programmed and doing the same things over and over, yelling at the same people and all this stuff because they're not aware. And again, that comes back to centering yourself and having faith and courage and coming to this place of, do I really want to eat that next freaking Dorito? <laughs> and then, oh, no, I don't. Or do I really want to keep yelling at somebody? And you take a breath and you're like, wait a minute, I'm the one yelling. And then whew, it goes away. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of what we're talking about here is the personal empowerment, right? Yeah. You understanding your own mind and what you're capable of. And because we're looking at everything or me, I'll just say myself and a lot of people I talk to is the world as a whole and just coming back to these basics. So it's such a brilliant plan. And uh, have you ever heard of the urban farmer, Curtis Stone? Oh, big time. I love Curtis. Oh yeah. Cool. I was going to say, if you aren't connected, you got to know him, but he's kind of been on this kick for a long time. And I always love talking to people who are very optimistic about the future because a lot of the pessimism is on the screens and it's also getting people to stand at the side. But I see every day more and more resistance as, as the tyranny continues, the resistance unfolds and, you know, good people don't want to be confrontational. They don't want combat. They don't want altercation. They definitely don't want to have to defend themselves. And so these people are forcing that upon them right yeah. now attacking. So as they do that, it's going to force more people off the bench that yeah. didn't want to have to get off the bench, but uh -huh. you've now given them no choice because in their world, they thought this was going to go away. They didn't really want to wake up to the uncomfortable situation. Yeah. So more and more people are going to do that. And we want that peaceful solution. And that's what it can be. Like, if you look at what God, was able to do and um you know what we could do during this you know hopefully uh you know epic monumental awakening revolution to move towards something that is sustainable right and to see these things that are parasitical where wherever they are whether they're systems or yeah. whether they're people or whether they're organizations to just have uh, an opportunity where you don't have to engage in it right that mm -hmm. it's very limited in its power because it's not something that you want to engage with you have something that's so much better that why would you even engage with that in the first place you, you nailed it. And that's where laws that make us have insurance or make us do a lot of these things. That's, that's the, the foundation of force and violence, which goes to socialism and capitalism. And when we raise our energies, we want to give to the neighbor. We, I, we're giving away so many seeds. I'm giving away like 2000 Moringa trees because it feels good. <laughs> because I know that that's going to be beneficial to them. That feels good on that level. And then it's going to create food for our world. And the layers of benefit just stack in every direction with this. You know, when you said that, I kind of had like a, a little bit of analogy, you know, some of the ways that I've kind of put out, you know, work and what you do, if you, rather than seeing about money, uh, how can you uh, give an offering to someone that's helpful, like provide value in some sort of yes. way. So as you have a tree there, it's like this little vibration, 
you know, this little thing. So whatever we're doing as an individual, how can we, you know, provide value that that's that little vibration, that little bit of um, good energy out to the universe. And that's what we can be responsible for. And when we die, that's going to be it. That's what your mirror is going to come up, whether it's you or whatever your version of the creator is that you're going to be judged and you're not going to be able to get away from yourself. What did you put out? That was your responsibility. This whole, everything else was, it was always bigger than you, right? It's always the great, it has to be a great mystery because we have to have the free will choice to do what's right and what's good. And it's unknown and it's not guaranteed. You know, when people are like, oh, like I've had people say, you know, what have you gained about speaking out about this? I was like, nothing. (laughs) Like the complete opposite. The show has been demoed. I've been attacked all over the place. Like it's been a real pain in the butt, but it's the right thing to do. You know, it's the, the, I only can like look at the each day and each moment and say, what's the right thing that I can do. I'm not always correct, but I have to listen to like my heart. It's like when you're a kid and you do something wrong, you steal someone's, you know, car, right. Their dinky car, or you slap someone, you see that they got hurt and you feel terrible on the inside. Right. You're like, Oh, I shouldn't do that. Cause that's not what I want to be doing. Right. right? I want to be. So I like the tree. Like how can we send out these vibrational hits, whether it's uh through our work or, or the three kind acts during a day or, or, you know, our vocation or anything like that. And, and you, you, you alluded to it. We are all connected. Life either is expanding or it's contracting. Fear is the ultimate contraction of the spirit of the soul of energy, right? So faith and courage and joy and love is expansion. So when we focus our energy on those higher vibrations, which is an emotional compass, it's very easy to follow. If you're feeling shitty, you know it. If you're feeling inspired, you know it. So what's making you feel inspired and doing more of that and being aware and following that path is just fun as heck. Yeah, it's a it's a much it's a much better adventure and you get better at it. If if this yeah. is new to you, right? Like I, you know, I, I know a lot of people listen to the show, they they kind of understand it, but there's always risk involved. You know what I mean? It, there's when you're designing your life on purpose, there's always risk, you know, and you know, I've been doing uh, coaching for a long time. And basically what I'll talk to people about is when I go to Burning Man or these different places that say, How do you like your life? And they talk about the default world, and they're like, Oh, you know, I don't really like it. You know, I was like, Well do you not realize you can design any life that you want? You can literally design any life you want. And if you design that life that lines up with your values, your passions, your curiosities, and as you think, it might take a little bit of thinking and effort, then, you know, how can you provide some value for someone else? They will, they will reciprocate and compensate you for that. But it's not about what you can get. It's about what you can give and how you can master yourself even more. Like uh, just a, you know, I don't, a master swordsman, you know, he's like, I want to be a master swordsman. I love making swords. His first sword is not going to sell for that much, but when he's 90 years old and he's made thousands of swords, it's like, this is a $200,000 sword because it's made of the most master craft, but he worked through that process, just like Van Gogh, you know, you're talking about mushrooms. Yeah. Well, I, I was in, uh, what that was a like, Holland. What's the capital? Amsterdam. And Amsterdam. So oh, they get like the truffles or whatever. So I just got a little bit and I was going to go to a different museum, but I ended up going to Van Gogh because I was waiting in line. I was like, oh, I'm supposed to go here. So I go in there and I'm listening to his life story. And I've got mushrooms a little bit. And I was like, his oh. paintings are unbelievable. Like I, when I was younger, I was one of those dummies. I was like, oh yeah, you could do that. It's like, and I even heard someone say that and I'm looking at this painting. I was like, wow. this is the most unbelievable shit I have ever seen. It's amazing what it could do with paint. Um, but listening to his story, he never was successful in, 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 um, 
in you know he wasn't making a ton of money he didn't live in a mansion he wasn't um doing all these right i want to be an artist so people have a hundred thousand or million instagram followers and everybody looks at my art you know that's nice if you get there but yeah. he did it now he stands the test of time as what a human wow. is capable of he followed his spirit you know he was like you know his family is giving him money like he's like he just went through the ringer to be oh, one of the greatest art uh, artists of all time that can never be taken away that inspires generations so who are you right and he wasn't thinking about what i could get he was thinking about how do i develop who i am and what he wanted to do was bring out the spirit in man in painting Right. Yeah. And he would paint people that like little potatoes, little farmers, like underground. Like you would never think about that as a painting, like these little rooms where people are just having potatoes on the, like a little dinner like that. And I was like, that is such a beautiful uh, story. Right. And so some people might, you might gain a lot of um, money, but you might not. It, it, and to him, he's not going to regret his life. He'd be like, that was it. You know, wow. Look what I did on the other side. Yeah. That is so cool. I could carry less about money now. Now that I've done both, now I, I love energy and I love freedom and money represents that. So I'm not saying I don't care about it from that perspective, but the money itself, like thinking about how much money I have in the bank doesn't enter my mind. Thinking about what we're doing and what we're creating is in fact, this is a process that all everybody listening can do and it made a huge difference in my life. It's called a value solicitation. And it's when you meditate and there's different probably YouTube videos that you can watch but you ask questions, what do I want? And you have a list of things that you write down like freedom and love and joy and travel and adventure and romance and all these different things, right? Money. And see, that it's funny that that was the last one. Um, and what I love, what I value more than anything is creating beauty and creating things. I love I'm a developer. I love designing and developing different things. That the ultimate thing that the ultimate design that I've ever imagined is the Garden of Eden, right? And enlightenment, which is kind of synonymous. So, how do we design that? Well, let's just start talking about it, right? And then all of a sudden, you find out that it's already been proven all over the world. So then, my job doesn't have to be design. It's already done. What do I have to do? I have to speak to as many people as I possibly can. I, I get to, big word difference. I get to because it's what I love about life. Speak to and help as many people as I possibly can see that this is not only possible, but embarrassingly simple logic. That's amazing. I love that. Like that, the, the combination of the Garden of Eden and enlightenment could be like a, a loftier goal. And, you know, when we're talking about, yeah, the financial thing, right, that's our world runs on that and money equals freedom. It's just putting the cart before the horse, right? You know, that can definitely be in your cards and you can make great abundance and you probably are going to be more likely to make great abundance by really knowing who you are and what that value set is. It's just you can't be like, this is what I'm going to get because it's not the most honest pursuit. Right. You know? So it's just like looking at that and knowing you'll be taken care of because there's also stages, right? And earning it. So, you know, as your mastery increases, so does your, your value and worth. You just reminded me of something so important. You alluded to it. When I was 29, money was number one. Like, that's what I wanted to do. I had been a bartender and with a teaching degree, and I wanted to finally make real money. And so that was my goal. And then after you do that, oh, who gives a shit, right? And then there's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Like Merlin's, um, when he handed King Arthur, a comb, a mirror, and a doll, 
right? And every one of those things were King Arthur's number one thing at that time in his life, the most important thing in their life. At one time, it was a comb. I remember those days in seventh grade where a lot of my friends, their comb was their most important asset. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's honoring that stage that you're in, right? And using that same thing. So it's not bad or to say, um, you know, you're wrong. It's the idea of like, what's the most ultimate pursuit? Who could you be, you know, uh, what is your highest potential for yourself? But I see it as like legacy. You yeah. know, what, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? And you just kind of do it day by day. And it doesn't have to be worldwide. It doesn't have, you don't need to be on a stage. It's just like that intrinsic feeling of what you know. And so I see like, you know, those masters who've done it, sometimes they've done it on a world stage, but sometimes they've done it in really small stage where they've affected a community. But, you know, when we're kids, right, we want it so quick, right? In your company, I think you, you know, had 1.3 billion in profit or sales or something, something nuts. So you, you know, you dedicated that mindset to it. Then you're like, okay. I'm able to achieve that. Now what's next, right? Yeah. And now we're, we're having this offer. So, you know, in, in my group last week, we were talking about that. How do we, how do we bridge this gap between passions and who we are and money? And I said, well, you start that gap prayer, right? It's like yes. you pray for the gap, right? It's like, okay, spirit, show me a way to earn, you know, the money that I need. Cause if you, ha- I've seen this before, um, a mom with six kids, she's generating like 15, 20 grand, right? Like kind of easily, right? And other people who don't need the same abundance, they're not right. And so when it's not about just the abundance, um, it's about the experience, like when I'm traveling or training with the elders, or, you know, when you were training, I didn't need a lot of money, I didn't need a lot of money to snowboard and and travel to, you know, a bunch of countries, I was able to create a way as I wrote out the goals and what was most important. And I trained with all the different people that was the most important. And it would have been way more comfortable at 50 grand or 100 grand in the bank, but I had enough to go do the thing that I wanted to do to get the experience. Maybe if I had that money, I'd be pissing around more, you know, <laughs> checking out casinos. You know what I mean? I would have been like, oh, because you know, I say if I was a rock star, I would just be like dead at like 25. I would have got everything. So, you know, you got to work with, with the spirit. But I, I knew in all those trainings, I, I got to where I needed. I want to train with Shaolin monks. I want to train with indigenous elders. I want to travel to all these different countries, right? And to build the character. Now at this stage, I, I, I ask those same questions again. And how can I be of highest service and get what I need? And so, you know, if you're trying to bridge that gap, just use it in prayer. Show me a way to have my financial needs met. You can write down that number, yeah. right? While I, you know, I'm doing something that's helping my community. Obviously, spirit is going to help you with that. The creator is going to help you with that. The universe wants you to succeed with that, but you don't get it without a risk, without a leap of faith. I've never seen anybody just go, okay, spirit, you know, I want this, but I need to see like 50 grand in my bank first and like get to all work out. It's like, no, 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 it doesn't work like that. No matter where you came from, there was always a leap of faith to go to that level where you're creating life deliberately, you know, from your heart and soul. As a man thinketh, so is he, right? It's written in all the scripts. The law of attraction is the most powerful law in the universe. And faith is really just intentionally focusing forward and then helping to be aware of those programs that bring us backwards and that point us in the wrong direction. And then being, oh, and then shedding that, however we do it. And that's the fun, that's the part is how do we how do we adjust our view towards those things that we want? And then, and then calling them out. And then we just keep taking one step after the next because one thought begets the next thought, which gets, begets the next thought. So when you have your thoughts going in a direction of, your, of joy, then, well, then you're good. 
Yeah. And I'd love to ask you, um, you know, as being an entrepreneur and kind of doing it in several fields, what's your advice for people who are trying to navigate? Like if you have one or 10 pieces of advice, because, you know, you would think about creating these gardens and you're like, oh, that's a great idea, but how do I make money from that? So how do you wrap yourself around like the business side? Because a lot of people who want to do good um, or help, they're like, I don't know, I can't charge for that. Or I don't know how to do it. How do you make it so it's so much value that you're going to get compensated and you can roll it in a, in a business model? Like one simple thing that I've just told my clients and stuff is like, well, if you help a million people a year and it's a $1 offer, right? Whether it's an ebook you sold for $1, whether it's like this little thing you sold for $1, whether, you know, and you kind of go through, it's a hundred dollars and you sell 10,000 or whatever, but there's the value in that change, you know, it's the value in, um, you know, what you give them. So, you know, with Zen athlete, it could be, you know, a hundred dollar program for the whole thing. But if right. I can help a hundred thousand kids a year and they go through that training, yeah. who they will become after that training is incredible. So right. spirit showed me a way to do that. Right. So you can, you can really find things that, that provide value for other people and yeah. you start to see it as being possible. And you're like, Oh my goodness, right. This is amazing. And that's where you start to light up and, and, and find solutions, yes. these gaps. Yeah, for sure. And you asked about the business model. It's a lot like landscape. It is landscaping. And it landscaping, we have a, we advocate a 40% margin and a few little backstories. One is I created um, an FDD, a franchise disclosure document three years ago. And I looked at this 244 pages of bullshit and I threw it in the trash. I had an 89 page operations menu. I threw that in the trash. We now have a two page contract. We have no non-competes, no non-disclosures, no patents, none of the none of that stuff. We are about the voluntary exchange of value. Our company um, helps inspire cooperatives who are the people that are on the ground helping to design and install these edible landscapes, these food forests. Our whole mission is to serve the cooperative. So we create marketing platforms. I do podcasts like this. We inspire the customer to take the next step. And then once they get a design, we hand the design with the eager customer over to the local cooperative. And the cooperative does the install and makes three, four, you know, about a grand, 1500 a day. That's amazing. I love that. And what it reminded me of actually is, uh, have you ever heard of Ubuntu and, and Michael Tellinger? Yes, I have. Of yeah. course. Nice. Okay. Yeah, everybody. So, you know, I just thought about it. You're, you know, one small town you're in. Why aren't our towns landscaped that way? Well, they're right? going to be. They're yeah. going to be because we can show them. In fact, we, one of our designers, Crystal, wrote up a document at our request with all the reasons using their language, their bullshit narrative language right in their face where they cannot deny that if you have local regenerative agriculture, you're going to have happier and healthier homeless people. You're going to have more life, more vibrancy, healthier water, healthier streams. And this my my least favorite one, your carbon footprint is going to go way down. Right. But one of my favorite ones is their use of plastics and plastics going into the ocean and landfills is going to go way down. Right. So using their own language and speaking to their gods, we can show them that this is the solution. And then there's the rest of us who want to do it for health and wellness and joy and freedom. So in other words, it fits everybody's narrative except for the poison producers. <laughs> 
Yeah. Wow. That, that is really amazing. It's such a, a simple idea and it's, it's so beautiful and so tangible. And so if you're listening to this, you know, you could just engage by, you say, Oh, that's a good idea. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to plant one tree. I'm going to do something, um, you know, and you don't have to invent the idea too. Like a lot of people, when I was helping them, they said, well, I don't know what I do. Well, what's out there that inspires you go volunteer, right? A lot of the people I trained with, I reached out to them and said, you know, I said, Hey, I like your work, you know, and a lot of them helped me and they mentored me. And I figured out something that I would do for them as I will work for you. I will help you so I can learn how to do that. So initiatives like this and other initiatives out there, if you're inspired, just engage in ones that already exist, right? And the closer you get to your joy, it's going to lead you to the next step. So, um, you know, that's really powerful what you're doing. Is there anything that you wish that I'd asked or you think that's important to talk about before we, um, you know, end this amazing call? Well, thank you, buddy. Um, just that we are open to anybody who wants to collaborate. Our only um, kind of holdback is if the person advocates for force and violence, then we will not do business with them if and when and while they're advocating for force and violence. And that means mandates. That means mass. That means any kind of force and violence, right? We are about the voluntary exchange of value. We create the foundation for people to have a business that's in, it's literally the answer. And think about this, being positioned right now as your community's solution for food, when the food supply chain is collapsing, it's, I believe, the best possible business in the world right now. Yeah, that's amazing. And, you know, since the beginning of this, because... I was having a lot of conversations with different people and, and you know, everybody thinks they're on the side, the right, they think they're doing the right thing. So I was like, okay, you know what? You got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I'm doing a lot of research. So I'm pretty sure I'm on the right side, but how do I know? How right. do I know that what I'm doing is helpful? And one of these quotes, my friend, um, Mark England, who's a wizard and recommend people listen to him. Um, he just said, he told me about this quote and he said, anything that seeks to restrict or bind by definition is Luciferian by Rudolf Steiner. And, and I was like, okay, cool. Like, that's not what I'm doing, right? Actually, what you're doing is inverting reality and creating fear. And you're telling like, you can wear a hat. If you think I'm killing you by breathing the breath of life that I was given to me in my spirit, you can wear a frigging hazmat suit. Exactly. That's not up to me how afraid you are. If you are afraid of a bald guy with a beard, I can't help you with that. My apologies for how I look, but what am I supposed to do with my, I will help you. You know what I mean? I'm nothing to be afraid of. Now, if a different bald guy with a beard starts running after you, right? I'm sorry that you had that experience. You shouldn't have done that. Um, you know, but what's in your reality that you'd be creating that. So I'm not trying to restrict or bind anybody. I'm only trying to help them and support them, but I also want to go peacefully on my way. And I'm going to remain peaceful unless you come to, with force. And at that time I will, I will, use ninja dodging to the best of my ability and then maybe crack you one, you know, until you stop, you know? And so, you know, there's with all this stuff going on, the more I research law, the more I connect with uh spirituality and creative, the more faith I have, because I know that my life will end. Yeah. Um, but how I, who I am, has I live it, you know, what I'll create. That's not, you know, that's something that's up to me. And so when the creator wants to take me away, uh, he will. And I don't think it's going to be uh, anytime soon, you know, and if it is, that's okay. So each and every day overcoming fear and that's it. Right. And so how more, could, how much more can they fear, make you fear like, Oh, I'm going to starve to death or I'm going to do this or that. Go ahead. Yeah. Can, can I, so my focus would be coming towards joy, coming towards love, 
right? Always the focus, always on what do I love about life? What do I want next? What inspires me? And then following that, and, and with the transition, a lot of people are in a particular situation where they're going to have to take little steps. What is the next logical step towards what I want, right? And, and then you just, I allow my mind to just chill out. I meditate every day. And there's a show I saw called Messiah. Have you ever seen that one on, on in Netflix? Where there's this guy and he starts talking in a big storm and people start looking at him for answers. And he sits and meditates and all of a sudden something happens and he goes, or <laughs> and then it always turns out to be the best possible thing. Like I'm every day I'm working at, okay, what are the messages coming to me? Where is the next inspired footstep? And, and it's just fun. Like it's freaking nuts. I'm 52. I've never felt better in my life. And you have four daughters. <laughs> I got one. So, you know, that, that just shows the optimism for the generation, right? That's just like your state of mind. So, you know, this world's going to be okay for my daughters. You know, it's going to be, be okay epic. for the generation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mind-bogglingly epic with technology, not meant to control, but meant to free. And then all of the structure of freedom everywhere. Yeah. And you, you hit something uh, that was so important where, you know, in the law of attraction or even mindset, you know, once you see the, the problem or the challenge, right? Oh, I, or the fear, I'm afraid of this. So you go, okay, so what do I want or what would be the solution and focus there? So you're saying focus on the love or inspiration. So, you know, if you're like, Oh, what if I can't eat? Okay. So, uh, so what do I want? I want to make sure I have great food for my family all the time. Awesome. That's a prayer. That's an intent. There's your focus. Now it's just like in snowboarding or in sports. That's why I know for sure this stuff works because if I look at a rail that like, you know, going backwards down rails on icy snow, can you can have a hard hard consequence. If I focus on all the ways it could go wrong, which is pretty much infinite, I'm going to be toast. And so I only focus on that intent of what I want. And it's so nuts how very specific it needs to be to be successful. <laughs> there's, so, there's so many more ways to, for it to go wrong, but somehow all these people are doing these uh, incredible things by focusing on what is that solution. And the other side is if you fail, it doesn't mean failure. It means you get to try again. Right? Yes. That's all it is. So the failure is okay. We're so, as a adults condition to be like failure is not okay it's okay to fail as many times as necessary until you succeed exactly. the contrast is our best teacher yes 100 percent. and that's all we have now is contrast and what we don't want so every time you see something you don't want so what do i want what do i want what do i want and then focus there yeah. Right. And, and then we got this. And that's what's happening with this whole, you know, I think planetary optional evolution yeah. is as it increases in in kind of dread and terror and fear. You just keep focusing on the thing that you want and you're going to build up that character that can respond to anything. Absolutely. That's a huge opportunity. It, it, it's just the mind. It's so freaking magical. It's beyond any type of words. Like when I grew up, I love fishing. Right. And so we're now building a house at a place called Galt's Landing. And the house is going to be completely off grid. Every home site in this 10 home development on 52 acres is, is going to have its own complete food, water, and energy systems. Plus the 30 acres of common area are going to be food for us everywhere. We're building it now on a private 430 acre lake. We're going to have the only dock. My partner um, is a pilot and there's a runway on the East coast of this. So he can park his plane in his garage. And I'm just thinking about this is impossible. Like to, to think about how far we can go with this, there's no end to it. It, 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 it. There's no end because it's a vibrational reality anyway, and there's no end to the expansion of vibration. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I love that. And I, you know, maybe want to add like, you know, they, they condition us to think there's not enough space on the planet. Um, the States is so much more populated than Canada. I don't know what percentage it is, but it is a lot. And I dr have driven through the States several times. There is so much mother effing space there. There is so much space. Canada is mother effing massive. It is the States is massive. Uh, Mexico has so much space, right? And then when we create these communities, these options, maybe you want to be in Costa Rica. You've been down there um, in Nepal, all these just magical places with so much space that can be uniquely for you. Right. And yeah. what they have us is stacked on top of each other, you know, in these cities. Right. You know, and people are, are buying into that. Right. And, and uh, you know, I was like, well, why would you want to do that? If you want to do it, great. You know what I mean? But I would rather be more connected to nature and a community. And there, there is enough space. Right. The, you know, this creation is perfect. And I feel like it is a soul uh, learning grounds, whatever yeah. this is, as far as I can tell, it's, it's a place for us to have free will to know who we are, to know the difference between right and wrong, but in our soul and our free will, are we going to begin to master ourselves as creators and be responsible for what we create? And that yeah. includes living life by default and just getting a job and a paycheck that may um, provide benefit to other people that may actually harm people or being in a negative system. Um, but yeah. that's your free will choice. You don't get to say, I didn't know that, or I, I wasn't possible. No, you were a creator. Creator. You didn't take responsibility for the power and the opportunity that you yeah. had to create something for other people because of these programs of fear. And that's why they're everywhere to limit that ability. Because when we connect to it, it's always of service and cooperative to the environment. Yeah. Turn away from the poisons and the poison producers towards turn, uh, toward, turn towards love and joy and abundance. And that's all the pieces are there. We just pick them up, put them in, a, in the right puzzle. And, and our job is to, in fact, my name is Jim Gale. Um, Jim, I just learned, means to overthrow or supplant, right? And Gale means strong wind. <laughs> and I'm thinking that's just too far. I never believed in destiny. And I, I did not believe in it. I just never thought about it. But when my buddy just about two weeks ago sent me what my name means, I'm like, oh, my God, that's freaking too much. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah that's amazing you know and actually recently uh, someone asked me that and i never looked it up and so i looked up my last name which was bel-air i should look up what matthew means i don't know what that means yet uh but bel-air the family uh crest or whatever it was a lover of the virtuous it's funny wow. because i i really love virtuous people and i really 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 <laughs> get pissed off at people who harm other people. Yes. It's, just like the, it's just like the thing of me, like you mother, you know, it's just so upsetting to me. And that's why I've kind of looked at these atrocities on the planet. Like, how can I help? And so I've always yeah. tried to focus on the solution. And so what you have here is a really beautiful solution. So, you know, <laughs> knowing who you are, that's so important. Know you who don't want you are. You don't have to change the world, but just really connect with yourself. That's going to be enough wherever you are in the process, right? You were enough at 29, just trying to make money with that intent, right? Everyone, is going through their stages and some people wake up a bit slower and it's important for how far you're asleep but once Wait. you kind of wake up that means oh i am a creator i am taking accountability now right yeah. because otherwise sometimes we just do the programs from our parents or our culture or an environment um you know and i met a guy at burning man actually uh this is, yeah i may as well go into this real quick but you know he's this guy and we we're chatting and he was in the military and he was actually part of like an like uh, i don't what's the asian gang called uh, i don't know um, but I've got to run to the bathroom. Oh, I have to learn to overcome that. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'll pause it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
<laughs> is that better? You know, I've done, I've done uh two and a half hour podcast. I'm like, Oh man, I got to pee so bad. So um, <laughs> it's, it's so much more comfortable after, you know, so, you know, when you got to go, you got well hydrated. Um, but you know, yeah, the story, you know, I was going to close it, but it's so important because it, it really is illustrates the point as that burning man, very fascinating environment. I'm talking to this guy. He's a former, uh, he was in that guy, I can't remember the triads. I think it was like super oh, intense, yeah. had crazy tattoos is in the military. And we were chatting and he was like, man, I, I did like, he was processing Burning Man's a quite an interesting spot. Um, but he's processing, uh, it's such an open environment, the, the things that people tell you, but he had done a lot of bad things in his life, like really bad. Right. Like, and, uh, he's like, man, I can't, like, he's trying to process how he forgives himself now. Right. Yeah. And I said, look, and he's telling me about a story. He's like, yo, I was raised like this and it was friggin' intense. Right. And, and he's like, I didn't know. And, and I was like, he didn't know he didn't, wow. he was just programmed. Right. Mm -hmm. He did not know. But I was like, and so I drew a line in the sand. I said, look, you didn't know you were asleep, but yeah. now you're awake. Yeah. You know, now everything you do, like that was necessary. So you're going to, part of your healing journey is to forgive yourself. Yeah, that stuff when you were asleep and you got conditioning from your environment, from your parents, from your peers, from everything to create that asleep version of what you thought you wanted. But now that you've had this thing and you woke up, what pow powerful transformation that will be if you can do it. Right. right. And so sometimes we need to be um, asleep so we can develop those skills and experiences so that they'll all, we, all be necessary for, you know, whatever's next. So yeah. I just kind of want to add that. Good. That's Beautiful, man. Absolutely. It's a process. It's always a process. Yeah. Well, man, this has been really amazing. I'm, I'm so glad for what you're doing and your energy and spirit and it inspires me. Um, where you, can man. people, if they want to get engaged, you know, um, what are the ways that they can get engaged and where should they go? Yeah, they can check us out at Food Forest Abundance. And um, there's a Grow With Us tab if you want to explore being in the business of helping people be prepared and grow food, which is fantastic. Um, if you want to get a design, you can look up our design blueprints for your own yard. And I would love to personally talk with you. So my number's on there. And uh, yeah, let's, um, let's create a future of abundance for our grandkids and beyond. It's, it's the next logical step. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just looked at uh, YouTube real quick. Someone's saying, do you have a channel? A oh, YouTube yes. Channel? Food Forest Abundance. Um, three words, I believe. Um, if not, then you can look on the website, foodforestabundance.com, and then you can, it's all there. Amazing. Well, what a beautiful and powerful initiative. Uh, such a pleasure to connect with you. I invite everybody to share the mother effing crap out of this episode. It's so like share it on uh, Facebook Messenger. They're going to block it, but share it anyway. Instagram, uh, all the different platforms to get stuff like this out there because this is such a brilliant and simple solution. And that's how we, we spread the word. So, um, and engage in whatever way uh, works for you. I, I could go for a food forest on my lawn. So uh, thanks, thanks so much for your time and, and your effort. I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Jim Gale. I hope that you enjoyed that show. And if you did, share this episode far and wide on all your social medias because censorship is the real deal. And this, to me, is such a simple 
an elegant and powerful solution to what we are facing. You know, if everybody had food everywhere, you know, a home is nice and we want a home, but, um, you know, we want food, water, shelter. So to have the water taken care of, to have the food taken care of, you know, then we just figure out the shelter and we all have what we need. We don't have to worry about starvation or lack or limitation with all this kind of nonsense that's going on. So I invite you to check out his website and his work uh, and share this episode as far as wide as you can. If you want to support this show, we could really use it because uh, censorship is a pain in the bum and uh, they deleted my Patreon. So if you want to go to mattbelair.com, become a member, get access to free and exclusive content to all the episodes that are uncensored, uh, go over there. You can do so for free or by donation. There's a few um, donation buttons that you can click or if you need it for free, hit me up at mattatzenathlete.com. If you are looking for a like-minded community of people who are committed to living their life purpose, overcoming limitation, um, living their dharma, connecting with spirit, and just a great group of people that'll help keep you accountable as we move toward creating the solutions here. Hit me up at matt at zenathlete.com or go to mattbelair.com forward slash coaching to join the Atomic Alchemy Coaching Mastermind group or to check out Soul Compass and the Quantum Heart Hypnosis. There are a ton of tools and resources available, but being a part of a like-minded, like-spirited community is invaluable in these days for navigating these times. So if you're looking for that kind of energy, that kind of support, that kind of community, hit me up. We would love to have you and I'll invite you in there as my guest, um, you know, to experience what it's like. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. Check out uh, my stuff on Telegram. Great way to stay connected. Also the email list uh, and uh, directly at Matt at Zen Athlete because uh, yeah, the censorship is a challenge, but uh, no no sweat. We're going to get through it and uh, keep chipping away here. So thank you so much for listening. Um, let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, enthusiasm, inspiration, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.